90s hitmakers, the Goo Goo Dolls, are back with a new album. It's called Chaos in Bloom, and here is lead singer John Rzeznik with his reaction to the good reviews that this new record is receiving. I'm surprised. It's going. Why is that? I don't know, because I'm used to getting shit on by the press, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know. It's, so far, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Oh, very good. So, so this this is the first one where you had a, uh, a say in the you worked as a producer as well as the, all the other stuff that you do. So, what brought that on? Um, I didn't want to work with anybody else. You know, I wanted to bring in people who would work under me, and I wanted to have the final say of everything. And and uh, I had a very clear idea about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to say. Um, and I, unfortunately, I have a tendency to really burn producers out. Right. So, so I wound up working for the last like three albums. I would do like three songs with one guy, three songs with somebody else, three songs with somebody, and that doesn't work. Right. Right. I, I, I just because there's no there's no the only continuity in that the 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 common denominator in all of that was me. So I was right. like, well, you know, just do it. Just yep, do it. Definitely. Don't worry about it. Just do it. You know? So you say you have a clear idea and, of what uh, you wanted to do and what you wanted it to sound like. What is, elaborate on that, please. Um, I wanted it to be a bit more organic sounding, um, which, which, you know, I, I was like combing through YouTube, listening to live performances and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, there's a push pull between people playing live together between us playing live together especially the bass and the drums right so it was my goal to get three of us or four of us in a room and just play and it's like okay well we're in this recording studio we're gonna we're just gonna keep rolling and recording and if we have to do 35 or 40 passes at at getting the bass and drums right and hopefully some piano and some guitar then fine i i wanted it to have a a, a you know a, a a more breathing sort of quality to it you know like live you know right. there's, there's an interplay people play together a certain way and most modern production is very assembly line and it's very like well, we're going to put the drums on. Now we're going to now we're going to edit the shit out of them. Yep, and, yep. You know, and then we're going to tune all the vocals way too much, and then we're going to do, you know, and and you know, there's a little bit of that touch-up work that goes on along the way because you know you get it close, and then you're like, uh, you know, just yeah, just yeah, yeah. that note there or whatever. But I didn't want to get into this elaborate process of like editing, and, and you know, I wanted it to sound like a band, you know, right. Now, with that in mind, I mean, the band is really you and Robbie these days. Yeah. So how do you do that? You, you've got other folks obviously playing, uh, a guy named Craig playing drums. and uh, Yeah, and Craig McIntyre's. Pretty cool, uh, you know, session cats in there as well. So Yeah, no, I, it, was, it, was, it was fun, but I chose, I chose who I worked with on every song. You know, it's like, right. you know, um, and there were people who I love and respect, and I think that they're amazing. And I thought that they were better qualified to play the guitar on certain songs than I was. So right. brought them in, and like 
tried to keep my ego out of the process as much as possible, even though, you know, it is a product of ego. Yep. Some yep. Level. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and, um, but just really tried to keep in mind what's the most important thing for the song, you know? And I, I wanted, I wanted to be able to have the time to do what I wanted to do. If I had to spend hours searching for a song or a to excuse me, a tone on the guitar, it's like right. I want to be able to, because I have a humongous collection of vintage recording equipment and right. microphones and all this crazy stuff. Right. And I'm like, I want to use it, you know, I want to use it. It's like most, most guys, most engineers and producers, they're just like, no, 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 no. This is what I do. This is how I do it. This is how I do it. This is how I do it. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't want to do that. I want, no, I want to try 10 microphones, 10 guitars, 10 amps, 10 pedals. Yep. And I don't want to hear any shit from anybody. So, so uh, you know, I, I, you know, and, and I, it worked out. And I, I, I also had this after the, you know, the whole pandemic thing, just, just, I had a certain, I was sort of instilled with this, this kind of boldness about like, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. And, you know, uh, irrespective of the outcome, you know, just, just do it, just go for it. And and um, you know I'm I'm happy with what happened. I you know. Now speaking of guitars, the the final track is called Superstar. Just a pretty cool guitar solo there. Is that you or somebody else? That that, that is me. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, was, I was qualified to play that one. But there's a song called You Are the Answer that um, this is a crazy bass player who's so good. A guy named John Button, he plays bass with The Who. And, right. um, and uh, he came in and played bass on that. And, and a guy named Jay Soda, who's like, like an L.A., very sort of hip indie rock guy, owns this crazy recording studio that I love. And I work there a lot. And... Um, and so he came in and played the guitar solo on that song because he just has this, he's got this really greasy 70s vibe. Right. You know? And so I was, I was into it. It's just he, he had the right feel for that. So everybody's, everybody loves that 70s sound, don't they? <laughs> That's yeah. the thing that And I know, I see you guys, you're, you cover a Tom Petty song every once in a while in your live shows. So I'm assuming there's a, an influence there as well. So elaborate on that if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's like I never had a favorite artist yep. until until now, which is like, you know, when I just rediscovered the whole Tom Petty catalog. Right. And listening to it and just like and just it inspired me in a lot of ways because because he he took a lot of chances as his career progressed. Yeah. He went from working with what Jimmy Iovine, working with Dave Stewart, which yep. was yep really a complete like uh, i'm sure a lot of people were like what the hell is this guy doing absolutely working with the most commercially successful stuff i guess would be the jeff lynn stuff right. yep 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 and then you know and then flipping that and then going to work with rick rubin there you go you know it's like well he kind of inspired me you know just through the albums to 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 just go for it right 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 now the the album opens with a track called "Yeah, I Like You," which I I remember seeing 
when the video came out, there was like some hubbub and you guys put out some kind of disclaimer or it, I, it was bizarre. It was all just bullshit. It was like, you know, um, they thought it would be funny. The director thought it would be funny. So we were like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll do it. It'll be funny. Right. You know, like it was unbelievable because everybody was just blowing my phone up. going, what's, what's, what's this all about? What'd that guy do? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, but you know, it's just funny. So, but there was some pushback. I read uh, the comments that people were making. It's like, why are they doing this? You know, a- you know, that's like, you know what? Being affected by the comment section is like being driven crazy by lint in your pocket. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Very good. But what can you tell me about what what inspired the song itself? It was obviously you had something to say there. social media celebrity is just sort of a it's you know it it is what it is and you know it's not my thing I don't I don't think it's a healthy thing to get too deep into uh, or aspiring to that kind of thing but you know I I don't I don't you know like I certainly I, I just think so much of it is ridiculous it's just like what are you famous for that was the point of that song it's like it's like, you know, it's just like, I have no idea what you do, but I like you and I'm fascinated by this, but I don't want to be part of it. Right. Right. Are you a political animal? Are you, are you is that, you pay attention to all that stuff? Do you, you have I pay attention to- very, very closely. I don't know if I am, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you know, things are, things are pretty weird here now though, politically, and you, you can't. You know, you, it's very difficult to speak your mind. Right. I, I'd be honest, you know, you know, because there's a certain faction of people in this country who are legitimately dangerous. Right. And armed. And armed. Very armed. Yeah, everybody's and very dangerous. And it's like, you know, and, you know, and, I, and that's another thing about social media. I mean, I think that it's really, really... Um, asking us a question of what are the limits of free speech when when does free speech when does when does one person's free speech uh impede another person's freedom of expression so and how do we what do we do when we bump up against those two those two things and what you know um and i don't and and i think that it has just destroyed civil um you know, discourse. Yep, yep. Um, because and you an can't in- talk to anybody without offending them. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's true too. But but you know, there are also a lot of unbelievably offensive people. That's true. <laughs> you know, out there, and 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 um, you know, and there's a certain amount of courage that comes from this anonymity. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, it's kind of like the guy that gets drunk and starts mouthing off. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, what are they going to do to me? I'm just sitting in my room, you know. But it's like, yeah. you know, I don't engage in it. I mean, I I have somebody that does my social media thing for me. Sure. I don't go on myself because it's like if I start, if I dive into that comment section, I can't, I can't. I 
respond. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can see that would happen. Not oh, that would go. <laughs> you, know, you can tell me my band sucks all day long, and I just whatever. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't talk about my wife, my friends, or or anything. Yep. You know. Yeah. Like, now you have you a know. tune called "Loving Life," which uh, you I know, didn't write. That. That's Robbie's song. Yeah, you co-wrote with Robbie. So I, I, that was leading me to my question about how how is the relationship between you and Robbie developed and evolved over the years since you're kind of the two guys that have been there since the beginning. I mean, you know, we both know what our role in this is, and um, we both sort of, you know, adapted to it and decided it's more important that, you know, we stick together than break up. So, you know, I mean, right. so, you know, you make it work, you know, you, you compromise and, and uh, you find what works. Nobody's getting 100% of what they want, but that's the nature of compromise. Yep, yep. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. And yep. you have another tune called Day After Day, which is uh, has some interesting lyric all about fiction's true and blah, blah, blah. So obviously, yeah. it's kind of based around what's going on in the current affairs, if nothing else. All fears came out tonight And drew lines in black and white All the fiction's true, they said I was really disturbed when, you know, a few years ago, someone came out and they're like, "Well, no, no, we have," and I'm not mentioning any names. Okay. Actually, came out on the news and said, "Well, we have a set of alternative facts." Right. <laughs> right. That's disturbing. <laughs> but I don't think people realized what a paradigm shift that caused. Yep. 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 And then the constant barrage of alternative facts. You know, and it's like whether it's from the left or the right or whatever, or, you know, some crazy QAnon bullshit or whatever. It's just <clears throat> we're all standing around scratching our heads, going, "What is the truth?" Yep, yep. What, like, what is the truth? The truth is is the truth. It's not there. There is no nuance, you know, in fact and truth. And we, we need to realize that again. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's not just a, a, a thing that's happening in the States everywhere, including New Zealand here. We have similar issues with yeah. pockets of people who are kind of yeah. having their own truth as well. Yeah. I mean, you see, the world is the world has has just. I, I you know, I was reading a lot about the Industrial Revolution and and how it changed society from being you know more agricultural into like condensing these enormous populations into tiny little areas and yep. causing this huge disruption i believe that we're still in the infancy of what what the internet and all that is is going to have but i think i don't believe that human evolution is keeping up with technological um development or revolution 
And um, and I think it's it's you know I worry about the obsolescence of human beings. <laughs> I think I think that's something to indeed worry about. Yes. Well, because because work work and and relationships and human touch and and belonging and all these things, you know, social media is a cheap imitation of that, but it still hits your dopamine and it, it, it's not but it it's not healthy it's not real yeah, yeah, yeah it's just you know we need to be nurtured and we need to belong we need to have purpose you know yeah. work gives me purpose in my life well, keep <laughs> <working> then. <laughs> well, thank you i think we're running out of time here so we got to wrap it up unfortunately but uh come down to new zealand when you get a chance we'd love to see you i would love to come down to new zealand 